All right, welcome back everybody. My name's Austin. Today I wanna to bring you the latest news involving Bitcoin, VeChain, Ethereum, Stellar Lumens, and much, much more. Check the timestamps down below in the description and let's jump in. The second largest cryptocurrency derivatives exchange in the world by daily trading volume, OKX has just suspended withdrawals and they say that the reason that nobody can withdraw their cryptocurrency is because they have a key holder that's not available right now due to cooperation with an ongoing investigation. Some very shady stuff is potentially happening. OKX has suspended all cryptocurrency withdrawals indefinitely, saying that one of the exchange's key holders has been out of touch with the exchange because they are currently cooperating with a public security bureau in investigations. Okay, so because somebody from your leadership team didn't show up to work, now people can't withdraw their cryptocurrency? That's a little centralized. I mean, this is a centralized exchange. But the weird thing is, hours before OKX's announcement, significant withdrawals of Ethereum, Tron, and Bitcoin were completed from unknown OKX affiliate addresses. We only know because this was picked up by on-chain transaction monitoring service, Whale Alert. Hey, but don't worry, just because you can't withdraw your money doesn't mean that the derivatives exchange in general is out of business. On the contrary, they are still full steam ahead. OKX's other functions remain normal and stable, and the security of your assets at OKX will not be affected, the official notice read. We will resume digital assets slash cryptocurrency withdrawals immediately once the concerned private key holder is able to authorize the transaction. Yikes. Now, subscribers of this channel know that the easiest thing in the world would be to invest in a hardware wallet, buy a hardware wallet, store your Bitcoin, then you never have to worry about anything like this. Talking to Twitter, how the CEO did indicate that non-crypto withdrawals should still be processing, claiming that all non-crypto or digital asset operations were unaffected. So if you have USD, British pound, whatever on the exchange, you can still withdraw. Anyway, this is still the second largest cryptocurrency derivatives exchange by daily trading volume. So this is a big deal. How did Bitcoin respond? Dropped 3% in 30 minutes and has since somewhat recovered. We are in a bull market. We are in a bull market. Don't forget that. OKX scrutiny equals tiny dip. Each bit of FUD this year is creating an ever decreasing drop, a sure sign of bull season. By the dip, play the long game. I would love to know your thoughts down below in the comment section, your thoughts on this OKX situation. But next piece of news, USDC, major stablecoin, is set to land on the Stellar blockchain in 2021. This is very bullish for the Stellar Lumen ecosystem. Let me share. The Centra Consortium just announced this, and this marks the first time that a major stablecoin will be made available on the Stellar Lumens platform joining the ranks of other stablecoins you may not have heard of, like Anchor USD, White Standard, and some others. But this is their first major one. And for some perspective, USDC, as you know, is primarily hosted on Ethereum, which right now holds virtually the entire supply at $2.7 billion worth. Algorand was onboarded in June 2020 recently, though it found limited success, only $3.5 million. USDC currently circulates on their blockchain. So for all you Lumens holders, it'll be very interesting to see how this ecosystem utilizes and integrates this. Now, why does Stellar Lumens want USDC? 
Danell Dixon, the CEO of the Stellar Development Foundation, said that the addition of USDC to Stellar will allow us to continue to expand our global reach in pursuit of this mission while opening up new avenues for growth and innovation for the developers and the businesses building on the network. So this is a very big deal for Stellar and also USDC's liquidity could help Stellar in fulfilling its mission of cross-border money transfer, Centra said. Very interesting, I will keep you updated. Next piece of Ethereum news, if the long-awaited EIP Ethereum Improvement Proposal 1559 would have been implemented, which is what we're waiting to happen potentially for Ethereum, almost 1 million Ether would have been burnt already in this last year if the fee proposal was approved. So besides Ethereum 2.0, this is one of the most talked about upgrades that is potentially happening very soon. I want to clue you in what that means to you as an ETH holder. The controversial Ethereum improvement proposal 1559 would have burnt almost 1 million ETH in the last year if it would have been implemented. Now EIP 1559 seeks to reduce transaction fees by introducing flat fees alongside a burn mechanism. So this could really ease Ethereum congestion. It would also increase Ethereum's scarcity over time if with each transaction a little bit of ETH was burned. So with all that positivity, it's raised some questions among the wider Ethereum community as to why the proposal has not been implemented yet. Even Twitter user Lore Science suggested that it should be implemented in the next hard fork, adding, hopefully we don't keep discussing this for two more years while miners get too much ETH and dump it for USD, keeping the ETH price in check. So right now there's exorbitant fees for Ethereum. Right now the miners get all of that. And then of course, they're gonna dump it for USD. And honestly, that's the biggest reason why this hasn't been implemented yet. As EIP 1559 will significantly impact how miners earn revenue, it has triggered a pushback from the mining community who have recently been enjoying record revenues. But just keep this on your radar. This has been talked about for a while. It's looking closer and closer to happening. I'll keep you updated. And if you have an opinion on this one way or the other, let's take a little poll from the community. What do you guys think? Okay, next piece of news from VeChain. VeChain Toolchain, which is what enterprises use to offer transparency on the blockchain, now powers Ubiquitag to onboard China's top spirit players and trace millions of liquors. So this is another major partnership slash use case for VeChain. As Chinese customers are demanding more choices for high quality alcohols, Ubiquitag, a pioneering professional supplier of smart tags in China, has integrated their traceability services with VeChain Toolchain to trace premium liquors and spirits products for their clients. So if you're part of our Chinese audience, I want you to weigh in on this. Have you heard about this? Have you used this? And in terms of how much this has been used thus far, several categories of Beiju liquor, popularly known as China's national drink, they list some, has already created over half a million clauses and transactions on the VeChain Thor blockchain mainnet since it launched. So this is being used in a big way. And specifically, how VeChain Toolchain enhances liquor traceability is that VeChain Toolchain, which is the first of its kind to use double QR codes on both the bottle and the box to achieve cross-verification. So to go further on that, why the consumer would feel better about getting liquor through a system like that is because by using VeChain Toolchain, the new solution logs data relating manufacturing, distribution, and other key stages of the product's lifecycle 
onto the VeChain Thor blockchain, and end consumers can scan the QR codes on the product to gain immediate access to product information. With the unique double codes design, customers can tell whether the bottle has been opened before and verify its authenticity. So it's just cool to see major players using blockchain, using cryptocurrencies in their everyday business. Very cool. Next piece of fundamental news for Bitcoin. Coinbase to sponsor two Bitcoin core developers with their new grant program. So we've recently seen major players like Jack Dorsey's Square do this. Big ups for Coinbase for sponsoring the development of Bitcoin. And why did they do it? Well, in a direct quote, we believe helping to connect and grow the crypto ecosystem is essential to building an open financial system for the world, Manish Gupta, Executive Vice President of Engineering at Coinbase, said in a statement. Our crypto community fund aims to grow and improve the entire crypto industry while making it simpler to use and more secure for everybody. If successful, we intend to expand the program to other types of projects and crypto communities. So if you're a Bitcoin holder, indirectly over time, this will make Bitcoin way easier to use, more secure from a development point of view. But this is a big green flag for Bitcoin. Very cool to see. Okay, next piece of news for Binance. They continue to grow and expand their DeFi ecosystem. Injective Protocol becomes the first Binance Labs incubator project to debut on Binance Launchpad. So this is the first time this happened, and Injective Protocol is a layer two decentralized derivative exchange protocol. And back in 2018, Injective was one of eight winners selected for incubation with Binance Labs with the goal of solving poor liquidity, high latency, and inefficiencies seen at most decentralized exchanges. So some of you who have been discussing Binance DeFi have been talking about this. Just for an exact definition, Injective Protocol, founded in 2018, is a fully decentralized Layer 2 DEX protocol, and the protocol is based on the Cosmos SDK and Ethereum network that integrates a verifiable delay function, VDF, to prevent trade manipulation and front-running. So I'm not a trader, but it sounds like they're aiming to solve a big problem. And in a direct quote, founder Eric Chen explains, since 2018, Binance has supported our vision of building a product that helps solve major issues that traders face daily when using exchanges such as poor UX, slow speeds, centralization, and high fees. The Binance team recognizes that Injective helps to alleviate all these problems while offering the best trading experience for both institutions and individuals globally. So just generally speaking, I guess the point is, it's interesting watching Binance develop and put their money behind these new DeFi protocols. Okay, that is the video. My name's Austin. See you tomorrow. Hey, and by the way, later today, we're going to do an interview, pre-recorded, so it won't be live, with Elliot from FUD TV, or I guess as he rebranded to Elio Trades Crypto. This dude drops great NFT DeFi information. He loves Bitcoin, but he's also super passionate about DeFi and finding new projects in the space. So if you have questions for Elliot, comment below in this comment section. I'll take the best ones, mix in some of our own, ask him directly. So it should be fun. See you tomorrow.